Hey everyone, Ted Ramey here, and like everyone else that's emotionally invested in the Quakes, I'm watching the Audi 2017 MLS playoffs and thinking, we could be here, we could beat that team, we, well, it's an exercise in the obviously incorrect, as we lost in the knockout round, might I remind you, but it speaks to the fact that there was no weaning period for Quakes fans, no controlled detox, we went from the highest of highs after Minnesota, and then had it all ripped away just days later by Vancouver. So I'm here to look back at some of the moments from the season that you may have forgotten about in the afterglow or afterburn of the past few weeks. Let's go month by month. Part 2, June. The Open Cup run begins. San Jose as a city has a U.S. Open Cup as a pelt on the wall. It just does not belong to the San Jose Earthquakes. The team I speak of would be the San Jose Oaks of 1992. But in 2017, San Jose had a good run that started with a 2-0 win over the NASL upstart Deltas, and then they beat Seattle Sounders FC 2-1 a few weeks later to propel a run that would lead them all the way to the semifinals. On a personal note, I love doing the Open Cup games because they are a departure from the norm on a number of levels, and I usually get to respond to listeners in real time on Twitter watching our web stream. Another note, the match against the Sounders on the 28th of June also marked the coaching debut of Chris Leach as the head coach of the Quakes. End of an era. June also marked the end of the road for San Jose and head coach Dominic Kinnear. Kinnear is someone I have a great deal of respect for and, like so many head coaches, found himself in the role of the incumbent with a new boss coming in. It was a difference of ideologies over how the team should be managed, and once management decided he would not be renewed, they felt it was time to make a change. That's professional sports. Dom will go down as a legendary figure in Bay Area and American soccer, even if his return to San Jose did not end the way he and we wanted it to. July, the Classico. There was a great deal of the unknown heading into the annual clash at Stanford Stadium between the Quakes and the Galaxy. Chris Wondolowski, when speaking to the media a day after the firing of Dominic Kinnear, was as visibly shaken in front of the media as I have ever seen him and cut his session short, overcome with emotion. But in the run-up to the Classico, the team had a nice distraction by way of that 2-1 win over Seattle in the U.S. Open Cup, and that seemed to steady the ship. L.A. struck first with a goal from then-captain Yella Van Dam in the 11th minute. Left-footed blast about to come from Villarreal. Lobs one in, out towards the spot. Van Dam closes it. Hits the back of the net and gives L.A. the 1-0 lead here in the 11th minute. Off the volley, Van Dam, a very nice goal. They held on to that lead as the clock ticked later and later into the match. Goalkeeper David Bingham went deep from the top of the 18 to find Wando off the bounce a couple of strides inside the right elbow of the L.A. area. Wando switched his momentum and his feet, took his shot, caught the deflection, and equalized the match at one in the 75th minute. Here's Lasseter putting one back into Van Dam, challenged by two quakes. Lasseter still on the ball, deflected, grabbed out of the air by Bingham. Yeah, David Bingham saved the gate. Great save to the right, good reaction, and then a wonderful ball here to Wondolowski. Wando into the 18, the shot! Eighteen minutes later, it was the 93rd minute. A throw-in made its way from Wando to Hoosen, who played a soft touch into the path of a hard-charging Salinas off the right of the six, and he banked it in off the crossbar to make himself even more of a Classico legend and gave San Jose a huge moment 
for their new head coach. The massive crowd in attendance also let loose with a roar among the loudest I have ever heard at any sporting event when Selena scored the game winner. Flipped over the top, looking for Yul Wando. Tries to play it for Hoosen. He's on top of the 18, plays it to Salinas. The shot! Tommy Talley's part two and an Independence Day breakdown. The Quakes were riding high heading into Atlanta and it did not take long for them to take an early lead at Bobby Dodd Stadium in the form of Tommy Thompson's first goal in Major League Soccer, taking a deflected pass from Chris Wondolowski and scoring on a screamer to put San Jose up 1-0 in the second minute. As they fight for the possession and Tommy Thompson comes up with it. Wando into the 18, his pass deflected, Thompson the shot, he scores! Tommy Thompson with his first ever goal in Major League Soccer gives San Jose the lead in the second minute here. 1-0 Earthquakes. Atlanta stormed back to take a 2-1 lead with the help of an absurd second yellow and subsequent red for Kofi Sarkoti, but San Jose would equalize from who else? Chris Wondolowski in the 66th minute, just one minute after falling behind. So Joseph Martinez has just given Atlanta the 2-1 lead. Earthquakes playing a man down after Kofi Sarkoti was given red after a second yellow. Now the Earthquakes quickly coming on the attack. The wide, the cross, looking back close for Wondolowski, and he puts it in and equalizes it! Onside, Wondolowski ties this game at two in the 66th minute! Oh my, as quickly as they restarted it, the captain strikes again. This game is tied at two, and the crowds are stunned. At 2-2, the Quakes, a man down, did their best to hold on for a point, but gave up a pair of strikes in the 81st and 89th minutes to fall 4-2 to Atlanta. The long and winding road. July was when everyone really started realizing that the Quakes had a road problem. The 4-2 loss in Atlanta was followed by a 5-1 loss in Jersey to the Red Bulls, and that was punctuated by a 3-0 loss in Seattle just four days later. I can't remember a stretch like that in Earthquakes history, and if there is an equivalent, I've blocked it from my memory. But it was at this point that the Earthquakes road form went from subpar to disastrous. August, ups and downs. The month got started on the right foot, with the Quakes maintaining their awesome form at Avaya, beating Columbus 2-1 by way of goals from Marco Areña and Chris Wondolowski. But there was a distinct lack of consistency from the Quakes in the month of August. There was solid road form in KC in the Open Cup semifinal, a home draw against a beatable Union squad, a sooner forgotten the better loss against RSL, more on that in a second, a road drubbing of the Galaxy. The Earthquakes were all over the map, but they stayed in the hunt. Ring that bell. Andrew Tarbell took over as the Earthquakes goalkeeper in the latter stages of 2017 following strong performances in the U.S. Open Cup, but none were stronger than his showing in the semifinal in which he recorded 11 saves putting on an absolute show against Sporting Kansas City. Tarbell is at his best when he is reacting. That's not a knock on him, it's just a testament to his reflexes and instinctual vision in front of the net. He was tested countless times in situations he honestly should have conceded goals in but didn't and kept the Quakes in the match versus Kansas City when it could have been a much more lopsided showing. The Quakes lost on penalty kicks, but Tarbell had made his case 
and became the starting goalkeeper for San Jose. The Salt Lake Slaughter The earthquake suffered some bad losses on the road this year, but there was something about the loss at Rio Tinto that was especially deflating. The team was flat, they looked overmatched, and lacked any spark you would have hoped the team would have following another rough road loss against Houston sandwiched in there. It was one of the rare moments of the season where I wondered if the Earthquakes were actually a playoff team, which is what I felt they were all year long. But after that game, after a loss like that, to a team that was on the rise in the West, my belief in the San Jose Earthquakes wavered. Coming up in Part 3, my reference of the Rolling Stones when talking about Avaya Stadium, Vaco's equalizer, and the greatest game ever played at Avaya Stadium.